This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. And you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. I want to start things out tonight with an update. Uh, Mark, you've been telling us uh, over the past several weeks about your upcoming lawsuit that you have filed Mm -hmm. against your uh, town that you live in here in New Hampshire. And it was in regards to property taxes. You wanted to get some some, uh, questions answered that you have about the nature of property taxes and you know, how the obligation was created upon you to pay them. Some, you know, pretty tough, challenging questions for the government people to answer. And you had filed a lawsuit in the hopes that it would give you some uh, one-on-one time with a judge or something like that, wherein you could Perhaps actually... Perhaps a jury um, to, you know, argue my case in front of. Right. Well, not that the jury could answer your questions, but you, you want to get your questions answered, right? Well, Isn't that the I, case? Um, I know what the answers to the questions are, really. I mean, you know, we're an ang- armed gang of thugs, and you will pay us your, our surf. That certainly seems to be the answer. But you want them to say it. Right. right? I would, I'd like them to say that. And uh, if not, if you know, I'd like them to say that in front of a jury, so a jury will say, yeah, no, this isn't the way that America's supposed to run. Now, you'd gone through the process of filing the lawsuit. A court date had been scheduled. It was not for a jury trial. It was for some other, you know, hearing, some administrative hearing of some sort. And last night, after the show, you told me that it looks like you might be pulling the lawsuit at this point. And what was the conversation you had that led you to coming to that, well, or I, almost coming to that conclusion? I was talking to the, uh, the other lawyer, and there are conflicting laws here in New Hampshire. There's one law that says that uh, they have to deliver your tax bill to you, and they, did never, they have nev- not yet done that. And uh, it's... You know, if if they don't do that and then they try to you know do something to you, then it's you know it's a five dollar fine for the tax collector. Um, well, they didn't do that, but there are conflicting laws as to apparently the uh, the the onus doesn't lie on the tax collector to find out for some reason who owns the property. So um, you know, if the title company does not. You know, I don't know. That I, I'm not going to blame my title company. I have mm-hmm. no idea what uh, transpired. You know, maybe the paperwork was sent to the town office and it just never got anywhere. I don't know. Sure. Um, so, you know, the, the, the apparently there's no onus upon the tax collector, according to this um, this lawyer, whom, you know, I sort of believe and I sort of don't. Um, you know, they're basically now nah, we didn't have to do that. Now, and this lawyer is the lawyer for, for the, the town. For the town, right. He's the bad guy. Not really. He seems like a fine guy, but, um, you know, he's on the, he's oh, on the other team. Except for the fact team. that he's a lawyer working for the government. Understood. So um, what he did point out is that uh, he said, you're going to lose. And that's pretty much I figured that was going to be a given. Right, I mean, it's right. their court. I didn't have a problem with that. But when I do lose, then I'm responsible for the court costs of the town. So the town signed hired, an agreement that said that you'd be responsible for those things. No. What difference does it make? You're going into a courtroom, Ian. You don't mm-hmm. have to sign an agreement for anything. The judge passes down a fiat of some sort, and then you obey it or not. Wow. So, um, no, I didn't sign that, but uh, that's that's going to be the situation. And so, then, I mean, what do you think that would cost? 
I mean, that could be a lot of money. Lawyers sure. are hundreds of dollars an hour. Right. And this guy could... 300 bucks an hour. He could just come up with a number off the top of his head, right? Because he's not... There's no way that you can verify that... I mean, if you go into that court and the judge says, you know, sorry, you lose, Mark, and the, all right, now you have to pay this guy's bill, he can just fabricate a bill right. of he some come, arbitrary number. He can number. come up with a number off the top of his head and then double it, and then yeah. I, I've got to pay it. Right. Because you don't know if it took him 20 hours or 200 hours to do the research. Right. Likely it won't be you. $10,000. But I'll bet you it's going to come into the thousands of dollars. Seems likely. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, so that's quite a financial disincentive. Right. I don't have that to, to just be tossing around. So, it, you know. <laughs> right. And and that won't count towards your property taxes either. No, like no, that count, that counts towards the uh, lawyer yeah. uh, lawyer's paycheck. That's what that counts for. So odds are good you're going to pull the lawsuit at this point. And uh, I understand completely where you're coming from. I would also advocate the same thing. I don't think that it. I don't think there was ever a chance, uh, much of a chance of success using their own court system. I didn't expect and there to be either. I, I think just... if you want to get answers to your questions, you just have to ask them, ask them publicly, and then shine the light on them for not answering them. If there's anything that's going to pressure them into answering these questions, it's going to be the, the light of day uh, on their cockroach-like activities. So shining light on, as much light as possible on these people is, I think, one of the only solutions. Because we know they don't want to talk. We know they don't want to answer these questions because to answer the questions we're asking would reveal, or at least to answer them in the way that we think they would be answered, would reveal that what they are. And that is a gang of people threatening innocent people with violence. Now, I don't think, I don't think they're going to answer that way. I, I don't believe they want to answer that way. I don't think way. they think that way. No, I don't think so either. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they answer these questions because I think what you're going to see happen here is more people are going to ask them. I posted my questions that I'm asking them currently over at freekeen.com, and we've been talking about it all week on the program. And I'm uh, there are some of the some of the responses over the Freekeen forum have basically been, "Wow, this is pretty exciting." Uh, one guy said he was looking forward to the day when a whole bunch of people are asking similar questions. Um, and so what if a bunch of people start asking the same questions and people start paying attention to the fact that these bureaucrats aren't answering? Because if we don't get answers, we're going to publicize the fact that the answers have not been given. And then we're going to continue to press to get those answers. Because as long as they want to threaten us, see, it's not us initiating anything against them. They have threatened us by threatening our houses in that if you don't pay property taxes, we are going to take your home. Well, they would say that, uh, in, you know, what, what a bureaucrat would say to that is, well, you, you agreed to it. You, you essentially, you knew this was going to happen. Not agreed. I they haven't said agreed. any of that yet. They haven't answered anything. Right. But, but you knew this was going to happen um, when you, you know, taxes were given. You've paid your taxes up to this point. Um, but, you know, you, you knew all this stuff was going to happen. If I knew... To them, I would say, you know, that's like saying, <laughs> you know, you can... Come here and let us punch you in the nose, or you can go uh, to the next town and let them kick you in the shin, or right, whatever. Because it, everywhere in America they have these taxes. Yeah, well, if I'm certain that if I walk down a uh, dark black alley, if I'm certain that I'm going to get mugged because I know it's you know it's a gang member's territory, does that mean that uh, that they are no longer responsible for being muggers? Just because I know they're there, they and that do they're good things with the money me? they steal. <laughs> they do good things with the money they steal. What about no, the children? No, they don't. No, they don't do good things. Maybe you know, fixing a pothole occasionally is a good thing, but they don't, for the most part, do good things. What they're doing with my money is putting pot smokers in jail, arresting kids for underage drinking, and indoctrinating the youth of uh, the Keene, New Hampshire area with pro-government 
inside the system mentality and beliefs and dumbing kids down. And I don't agree one one bit with any of that. So more people are going to move here. More people are going to start questioning. Eventually we're going to have people just not pay. And then they're going to really be put into quite a corner. Because then they're going to either have to actually show their violence. It's one thing to answer questions. It's another thing to actually kick people out of their homes. Well, speaking of kicking people out of their homes, they've not really gone and kicked people out of their homes in Madison, but property taxes have become an issue. Uh, Madison, uh, Wisconsin, of course, you know there was some flooding recently Yeah. in the Iowa, Wisconsin, I think it's some, somewhere. I'm not sure what all the states were that were, uh, were affected, but there have been some uh, problems. And this was uh, in regards to a Lake Delton flood. So I don't even know if it's the same flood. I don't know which lakes flooded and which ones didn't. But the point is, flooding was going on in the Lake Delton area of Madison. And what happened to these people as a result in regards to the property that they, they had that was destroyed and the taxes? We'll find out more here in moments. But first, we go to your phone calls unscreened to the amp line. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi. Hey, who's this? Is, this is Mike from Wisconsin. Mike, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I had a interesting experience I just wanted to share when I was out last night with some of my friends. Okay. We went out to a hookah bar. Yes. And we stopped at a gas station, and there was a gentleman there who uh, many people would say looked uh, thuggish. Thuggish? Yeah, had the, yeah like, had the gangster... Uh, Stuff on what you would call a wigger. Was was he working at the gas station or just no, buying stuff? No, he was just hanging outside. Okay. Uh, I was sitting in the car. My friend was in there using the bathroom, and uh, and I happened he had a concealed handgun in the waistband of his pants. Things are getting interesting. Hang on, we'll come back with your story in moments. Here, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one plus. What happened to property owners in the Madison area after a flood? More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features, uh, by the way, they include live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Both are free for you, so enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com. And... Uh, I guess the live streams also technically include the cam feed, which uh, we've been tweaking a bit over the last couple of days. I uh, purchased a new uh, new camcorder. Actually, it's not really a camcorder. It's one of those little handheld palm cam things, real kind of small, tiny little things. But you never know it because it looks pretty nice. Uh, the, the, the picture is crisper than it was before. It's not the best possible picture. We're going to maybe work on upgrading that a little bit on into the future. But, mm, crispy pictures. But the last one we had, we had a problem with the focus issue where it would pull out of focus during the middle of the show. And so having a crisper picture is much better. So check that out at cam.freetalklive.com. You can listen live and watch the cam as well. On that again, cam.freetalklive.com. It's the cure for naked. Jumptees.com. Get a funny, sexy, clever t-shirt at jumptees.com. Don't go through life naked. Get jumped at jumptees.com. Pants not included. Jumptees.com is not responsible for customers not wearing pants. 800-259-9231 is our number. We go back to Mike in Wisconsin. Uh, you are on the amp line, and Mike, you were telling us you're at the, uh, the gas station recently, 
where you saw somebody who was kind of dressed gangsta style, and you noticed there was a gun in, uh, I guess, in his belt loop or something like that? Where was, where was the gun? Yeah, it was like tucked into his waistband. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm sitting there in the car, and I'm having one of those moral dilemmas. Uh, and was, by the way, I don't know if you know, it's been in Wisconsin, it is under you uh, supposedly in Wisconsin somehow don't have the right to concealed carry. Okay. So he was. Uh, so was he concealed or was he open carrying? It, it was concealed. I I just saw it because he reached reached for something in his pocket, picked up his shirt, went in there. And I saw it. Gotcha. Flapping out there. And uh, so I I decided. Well, you know, um, uh, the, the heck with the law. He's got the the right to concealed care if he wants. Sure. And uh, make a long story short, nothing happened. Oh, great. You never, you never hear about, you never hear about uh, people concealed carrying guns and doing nothing wrong with them. So I thought I'd uh, bring one of those up that there's sure. a gas station that someone carried a gun into and didn't do anything wrong with it. So he didn't rob the gas station or hold didn't you rob up. Rob the or... gas station didn't, didn't do anything. That? Just wanted... really stupid, like he just wanted to feel safe. <laughs> I that's, guess that's okay. Very good, man. Anything? Else? Just like that, you have to carry something to keep yourself safe. Mike, you got anything else you wanted to share? No, I just thought it was an interesting observation. Yeah, and then the question, of course, becomes, well, how many people are safely out there uh, concealed carrying on a uh, daily basis where you are? How many people are doing the very same thing and no one would ever know it because they're totally peaceful and they're only you know, waiting for a chance to defend themselves uh, instead of trying to offend someone or trying to harm someone? And, of course, that question will never be answered. There's no way to know how many people in our general vicinity or in our area are, clo- are concealed carrying. And that's uh, as long as it's legal, there's a good chance there's a decent amount of people doing it. You know, one out of something. <laughs> no, it's all speculation. And that's a good thing because you want the criminals uh, to be speculating on that, too. Whereas if they're in a place where it's been outlawed, like in New York City or Less Washington, D.C., then, well, you're probably, you know, one out of every 500 people or one out of every 100 people instead of one out of 10 or one out of five or something like that. And so the, the criminals feel a lot safer in the places where the government has done all their gun banning for them. Sure, they know the good people out there uh, are, are not are obeying the laws. Thank you, Mike, for your call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Ladies, we go to Jean on the line in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Jean. Hi. Hi. Uh, I read where Brzezinski had picked Obama before Obama decided to Who? run. Who's Brzezinski? Uh, you know... No, no, I don't. I don't really pay much attention to the political uh, dogs out there. I don't. Okay. Uh, doesn't really interest me very much. It seems to me they're all the same person. So they're all the you know bunch of sickos that want to control our lives. So you know whatever one name is versus another name, they all blend together for me. But what's your point? What? Who is this? Well, guy? then I I wanted to uh, mention that I read in the American Free Press that he won't show his birth certificate, so who there's is he? some question. Who, who, Obama. who are we talking? Oh, Obama, Obama won't show his birth certificate. So there's some question as to whether he was born in Kenya or Hawaii. Well, now there's a, isn't there a question about John McCain as to whether or not he was born on a uh, military base or elsewhere? I don't know. It doesn't yeah, really well, matter. I mean, they, does it a, matter, had, really? I mean, Gene... Gene, does it matter? I mean, it's all very interesting, but clearly they've already qualified to run for president, so that's that, right? I mean, if it turns out that, let's say the election goes through, and it turns out, okay, Obama wins, the election is over, and then somebody says, hey, he wasn't born in America. 
okay, so then Obama's out and whoever's vice presidential candidate is in. Uh, maybe they have a special election and they elect some other goon and another gangster gets elected. I mean, they're, they're all the same They're all gang. gangsters, right. right. So why is this even an issue? Why do you care? Well, if he is a Kenyan citizen, I don't think he should be running for president. But didn't you just admit that it doesn't really matter anyway? Because oh, they're all gangsters? Me. Why yeah, does it matter? I'd like to see him removed from the race. Uh, you know, it'd be very interesting to see that yeah, happen. Yeah, I mean, but it would they be made irrelevant. a big deal about McCain. I don't agree that it's irrelevant. Two, uh, uh, parents that were citizens. Obama's only got one that was a citizen, and she was only 18 when she had him. Well, I, but I, I don't again, know the 18 part matters. But Why does I, it, it all matter? Why does it matter? I mean, it if does he's matter, out of the race, though, then some other the goon law, is in dude. the race. No, it doesn't matter. It's because the Constitution. Look, yes, I understand you consider the Constitution. you have to be born in, in uh, the United States. But so what? So they replace Obama with another guy that was born in the United States who believes the same damn things. I just don't understand what the point of all this is. I mean, who cares? Why would anyone pay, spend any know? of their time thinking about this? How do you know they would re- just, re- I mean, the, would the Democrats replace Mark. him? Or would, would, in fact, McCain get it because he was the next highest? Uh... Does it matter? Either way, we're going to get bigger government, more intrusiveness, more spending, more taxation. It depends taxation. on the type of government we're going to get. Are we going to get bigger government Democrat style or bigger government Republican style? Damn difference. They, Either way, because they there's types of government out there. Not there's really, bigger, man. bigger Demo- Democrat government and bigger Republican do- well, government. And governments. I understand you're nonplussed about the, the presidential office. You but act it like this damn matters. sure matters. No, it doesn't. That you know, you act like it matters. But if if anything, you can argue that Republican government grows faster and larger than Democrat government is. So if you're concerned about, I'm this, not making that argument. You're not making what argument? That that Republican government grows faster and larger than Democrat government. I'm not. I'm saying it matters, though. What matters? Oh, God. What are we talking about, dude? Exactly. It doesn't matter. We're talking about who's going to be president, and if Barack Obama's unqualified, then it matters. Okay, there you go. It matters. Let's get all excited about it. Hey, he's not a real qualified You're the one getting excited blah, blah, blah. about it not mattering. I'm not getting excited. I'm asking the questions to why it matters. You're being you're, combative I'm with the lady who's, the question. Spec, who's, who's saying I'm that... I'm not being combative, Mark. It's asking a question. Why does this matter? Well, it matters because he's not a citizen. But it doesn't matter because in the long run, whether he's elected or John McCain's elected or Hillary Clinton steps in in his place or whoever the hell it is that's running under the label Republican or Democrat... It won't matter in the long run. They're all interchangeable. The message is the same every four years. I want change. Well, I want change. We're going to do something for you. We're going to give you something. Okay, elect me. All right, elect me. And then you elect whoever the hell it is, and nothing changes except for the fact that government gets bigger, more intrusive, and more oppressive. Thanks for the call. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are on the site, and they are totally free, and they include the updates. Get signed up, and we keep you in the loop when there's something you need to know. Fresh about the free uh, about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. 
If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is both fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, LLCs, trademarks. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. So government uh, people, they like to pretend like they care. And maybe some of them do care about other people in their personal lives. I don't doubt that. You know, government people have kids just like anybody else has a kid. And uh, they have friends and they have family. And I'm sure they care about their friends and children and family. So in their personal lives, I don't doubt that many government bureaucrats be caring individuals. But in their role as government bureaucrats, they have no responsibility for their actions or very little. And they, as a result of having no responsibility for the things that they do, they don't tend to really care that much about you, one of their customers, one of the people that's paying their salary via your property taxes or sales tax or income tax or whatever. In this case, we're going to talk about property taxes here. Patrick Marley at jsonline.com, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinels reporting. The people who lost their homes last month in the Lake Delton flood are hearing more grim news. They're going to have to pay the entire tax bill for their homes, even though their property no longer exists. Nice. Lake, Lake Delton Village Clerk Treasurer Kay Mackesy said property taxes are owed for the value of the property as it existed on January 1st, <laughs> six months before the flood wiped out five homes and drained the lake. Maxi said the village officials want to review how they could help those affected. But State Department of Revenue spokesperson Meredith Helgerson says there are no exceptions to the law that says properties are taxed based on their January 1st values. Quote, unfortunately, there's nothing that can be done for those folks. Sorry to hear about your troubles. Yeah, too bad. Our laws say that we can't help you in any way. We can't just waive these taxes just because you've lost your home <laughs> they you... seem to arbitrarily come up with the numbers for the taxes why not arbitrarily just get rid of them we've got to follow the law mark don't you understand it's the law these people they don't follow the law no, you're right you're right they only uh, follow the law when it's convenient for them to follow the law don kubitik one who was uh, one of those who lost their homes june 9th said he thought the village should cut his tax bill in half because his home and the ground it stood on disappeared midway through the year Kubinik paid about $7,000 in property taxes last year for a home worth about a million. He said he was tired of not getting firm answers from local, state, and federal officials. He said this morning, I'm getting calls back, but no answers. They keep referring you to people, to this, to that, to this, to that. Gee, that doesn't sound familiar, does it? Oh, no, that's what, what about happens whenever you call any government bureaucracy. It's always pass the buck. It's not my job. It's somebody else's responsibility. You're lucky when you call a government bureaucracy if you can get anybody on the phone that actually has an answer to your question. And it, usually they, uh, they're coming up with the answer off the top of their head, and the answer for whatever it is you want to do is no. That much is true. And it, now, it does, it does tend to be easier with a smaller government, so like a small town government, probably easier to get in touch with someone that it will at least try to answer your questions than the sort of the big, more obtuse, more obscure government. So the size can uh, be a factor there. Anyway, the news about property taxes is a new frustration on top of a steady stream of bad news. Kubinik said 
and other homeowners uh, said they couldn't get flood insurance because the village opted out for free federal flood insurance in 2001 in the midst <laughs> of a dispute with FEMA over where the floodplain lies. Now, Kubinik said he's been told he isn't eligible for any FEMA money because his primary residence is in another place. Kubinik, who is 68, built the Lake Delton retirement home four years ago. He and his wife Darlene have been living there half-time and plan to make it their primary residence once Don retires as a mechanical contractor. He said that FEMA offered Kubinik a low-interest loan. He said, to me, it's one screwed-up outfit. I don't need another payment. I need money. Is this what you work your whole life for, to wind up with zero? Tina Picard, a neighbor who also lost her home in the flood, said FEMA has told her she may qualify for about $27,000 because she's a year-round resident. That's little solace, and she's now learned she has to pay full property taxes as well as the cost of removing what remains of her home. So not only are these people having to deal with the tragedy of losing their homes and cleaning up the mess afterwards, but now the property tax bill has come due, and the government bureaucrats want 100%. Of course, I guess they don't have to be too concerned about anything being taken from them at this point. So, I mean, at this point, you might as well just not pay it. Although, I guess you could maybe sell it and get something out of it. But still, what a mess. She and her husband, Tom, have uh, also been paying the mortgage on the flattened house. She said, I just feel so out of control. We're being told very, very little about just about nothing, she said. Hmm. And that's the story. You know, they've lost their homes and, uh, you know, they look to the government. People look to the government to help them. The government's supposed to be there, but they have no responsibility to help you. Pay your property taxes, citizen. Sorry. Sorry about what's going on with you. Pay your property taxes. Apparently the responsibility is all on you to pay their bills that they demand of you. It sounds to me like you should just let them, uh, you know, put put a lien on it and you can have it. Well, I mean, if it's really flooded, I mean, if the uh, the lake has gotten bigger and it's sucked up your property, then you might as well at that point, because there's nobody going to buy that. I mean, you're not going to be able to sell flooded property too easily on the market. You might be able to sell it to a fisherman, right? Yeah. For a, for a couple of bucks. <sighs> what a mess, huh? So there you go. Just figured I'd share that with you, even in the, the one of the Until worst times. Until he finds times. out that the, the town wants to uh, tax you for it. <laughs> even in the midst of tragedy. Even in the worst, one of the worst possible times that can face a homeowner after, you know, the aftermath of a natural disaster, the government people prove that they don't give a flip about you and your situation. All they care about is their precious property tax bills and that whether or not you pay it, suckers. Yeah, that's what they care about. Let's continue here to your calls to the Ampline unscreened. Who's this? Ampline, you're on the air. It's who? Hello, who are you? Jeff in New Jersey. Jeff in New Jersey, what's on your mind? Uh, You know, I called last week about uh, converting my wife to the ideals of liberty and freedom, right? Okay, okay. And, uh, you know, it hasn't gone so well. I got Mary Ruart's book on order, actually. Excellent, excellent choice. I was in the Navy for six years, and a Navy friend of mine came over last night, and we got talking about politics. Uh oh. And it, uh, that's the, uh, yeah, uh oh. It went, it was out of control. I mean, I was like, I was trying to, you know, maintain myself in the most, uh, reserved manner, but still make points. And he was just like, he's a total Barack Obama supporter, by the way. 
Did you find so, any? And before you go on telling us uh, the the lowlights of your conversation, were you able to find areas of agreement and emphasize those? Because that can ver- be very helpful when you're persuading somebody, whether they, you know, they're coming from uh, the Democrats or Republicans or wherever or non-voters, you know, wherever it is they're coming from, there's inevitably going to be things they agree with pro-liberty people on, and it's important to find those areas of agreement uh, and emphasize that you agree in this area, and then go and show them how the same principles of why you agree in that one area apply in the area that you disagree. That can be helpful, and I'm wondering if you had that opportunity. Uh, Somewhat. You know, uh, I remember on one of the past shows, somebody made the point about with the whole, if you don't like it, then get out of here question. You know, if Martin Luther King Jr. didn't like it, should he have just left? Mm, good question. So, uh, yeah, you know, he, he posed that question to me, you know, if, why are you here if you don't like it? And I said, well, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. didn't like what he was going through, and he didn't leave. He stood and fought for what he thought was right. So why should I have to leave, you know? And he stopped. He, I mean, he was in his tire. He stops, and he's like, that's a really good point. Yeah, damn good <laughs> point. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I know it is. Okay. And, but, I mean, that was... After that, he just got back on his his tirade boat and floated on. I mean, well, you know, the but, fact that you stopped him for a moment there, and I don't know if you have more to share, but hang you on. never know how uh, how these things are going to affect people and when they right. when they get to thinking about. Stuff. Yeah, it's down the line. I mean, he you could see you could see the gears turning in that instant, and you can imagine that hopefully that night when he's laying in bed trying to go to sleep, the gears were turning a little more. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like Free Talk Live and you want to help support the show, then become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. Three bucks a month is all it'll cost, and it's... It's kind of like an investment in the future of liberty in, in a way because what we do with the money is we take it in and we reinvest it into Free Talk Live and therefore get Free Talk Live on more radio stations, uh, now on over 40 stations from coast to coast, in fact, internationally. Uh, and we bring more Internet listeners on board to, again, introduce new people all the time to the message of freedom. And if that's valuable to you and it's worth three bucks a month and listening to the show is worth three bucks a month, we'll sweeten the pot with some perks too. You get the uh, the Ampleney call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more but it makes a big difference for us when you AMP. So go to amp.freetalklive.com and get on board. That's amp.freetalklive.com. You know, and if you uh, do donate to uh, liberty causes out there, I think that uh, the AMP program's one of the better choices you can make with your liberty dollar. And that uh, We've had people tell us they feel that way. Yeah, and in, in, in that uh, we're, we're out there getting... We're, con- we're converting people every day. We're out there making noise on the Internet, and uh, people are coming to us. You could just listen to the calls. So true. We go back to Jeff, who's been doing some outreach uh, of his own on uh, a personal basis to an old friend from the military. And you had a conversation with him uh, recently, and, you know, things got, I guess, a little bit heated. But you made a good point at one point when he brought out, you know, trotted out the old cliche of, uh, well, if you don't like it here, why don't you leave? You said, well, should uh, Martin Luther King have left if he didn't like it? And that kind of stopped him in his tracks for a moment. You said things heated up still a little bit more after that. But, uh, you know, the, the fact is, and you know this, Jeff, that uh, that nobody's going to get converted the first time they hear the message of liberty. I mean, it took uh, it took me years to get to the point where I am today. I think we can speed up that process. 
process. I don't think it has to take, you know, a decade or, or five years to go from believing in the government to not. I think it can be done in, in a matter of weeks uh, if the person is exposed to the right messages. And so, you know, the fact that you're throwing those ideas out there is going to give him something to really think about at a later point. Jeff? Well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right about that, but it's definitely for someone, I'm not saying, you know, take pity on me, but for someone to to deal with that with people that they know personally and have the backlash is, you know, it's, it's hard on you, you know, but sure. Um, I, not to change the subject. I had a question and I don't want to take up too much time. Sure. Um, this is to do with civil disobedience. And, okay. uh, I mean, I've decided that I, it's probably my time to start. I'm not going to go and not pay my property taxes yet. I've got a wife and a kid, so yep. I'm in Mark's boat there, but as far as, I think you mentioned on a past show that you had received a parking ticket and refused to pay it, and I was thinking maybe I should park in a metered spot, and when I get my ticket, you know, be like, uh, uh, you know, I pay for the the roads to get fixed. You guys don't. How can you tell me you own them, and I owe you money? It's uh... and you can charge me money. It's it's you know I think it's an interesting uh, kind of a protest uh, though you don't live in New Hampshire so I don't know what kind of level of support you're going to have in the event that the government people decide to you know put a boot on your car and uh, steal your car from you so uh, I I mean. Uh, yeah, I would have a tough time coming out from under the radar. I mean, when I was down in Florida, I would never have done any of the things that I, I do up here in New Hampshire. I mean, I was an activist down there, but not in the same way that, that I am up here. Because uh, when you get around, when you're surrounded by people that also love liberty and are willing to, to help out to some extent, uh, to, to if, anything, if anything, just provide uh, moral support, let alone come to courtroom trials and things like that, uh, and go out and, and be activists on your behalf... You know, when you've got that, it's much more emboldening. It's much more empowering. And when you're all alone and you're the... It seems to matter, too. Yeah, when you're, the, when you're that lone voice out in the wilderness, man, they will run right over top of you. When you say it, you mean it matters more. When you say it matters, you mean like when those activists show up to court and they sit in that courtroom and they don't stand for the judge. We've seen the judge... Literally, I don't know what you're doing there, man, but it's kind of distracting. Uh, anyway, the, the judge, we've seen them just let these people walk out of the court. Oh. I didn't mean you should hang up. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've seen judge, judges literally just let people walk out of the courtroom that have been were driving with no registration and stuff like that. And I don't think those same things would have happened if it had been in any other place. I don't think that uh, David, one of the activists here in the Keene area who was driving without a registration, would have been allowed to just waltz out of court with a suspended fine, which that means he doesn't have to pay the fine. He didn't. Ha- he had no real significant punishment beyond obviously having to show up in court. But th- yeah, I mean, would that have happened down in Florida if you or I no. had done that? No, no. <laughs> no. So uh, I, while I encourage people to be uh, non-cooperative, I do encourage that. I also don't encourage you know bumbling into something you're not ready for. And I'm not suggesting that Jeff that you weren't ready for it. Probably mentally you are. You're probably fed up enough. You know, to go ahead and not pay the uh, the parking ticket, it's a little, it, you know, it's a little issue. It's not a huge deal, at least initially, but it could compound, and they could, you know, throw extra violations on there. And before you know it, they're stealing your car and, and taking your driver's license from you, and then there's nobody else to back you up. So, I think there's a time and there's a place for activism. 
that of that particular brand, and I think that time is now, but the place is also here in New Hampshire. But that said, if you want to go and do this, well, by all means, you should. I mean, you should follow what you feel is, is right for you, and if you feel that's right, then do it. Let us know how it goes, and who knows, maybe some of the uh, listeners in your state will help rally to your side, but man, you can't count on anything wherever you are. If it's not in New Hampshire... Uh, you really can't count on being helped out by any. You can't even count on your own mother to show up to your court trial. So, no, you really can't. So that, I don't want to discourage you, but at the same time, I do. I want to encourage you if if this is something you've got in your head to do your best to get to New Hampshire and then do it here. I understand he's trying to convince uh, the wife to to come on board. It's an, an issue. It's an important factor. But man, if you can't convince your wife to come to New Hampshire, you're probably going to have a tough time convincing her to to be cool with you not paying the uh, the parking ticket. I can't imagine that she'd be that much easier to. People are scared of these things. Uh, I remember I got a parking ticket in Washington D.C. back in 1998, and I didn't pay it because I knew I was never going back to Washington Mm D.C. Especially not in that vehicle. So. You know, they sent some kind of notification to my home, and my mother paid the parking ticket. Oh, jeez. You know? Thanks. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, what's the, what's the point in paying a parking ticket? All they can do is boot your vehicle. You, you don't right. live there. But whatever. All right, 800-259-9231. Uh, since, since you mentioned D.C., here's a little story from LouRockwell.com. Stephen Kinsella say, uh, talking about the Heller decision, this recent gun case right. came out. He says it's mind-boggling that some libertarians are so naive when they think they can trust the Supreme Court to safeguard or, sorry, to establish, in the words of the LP chair, our rights, LP being Libertarian Party. They cheer on the central state that robs us daily as if it's some vindicator of our rights. But as William Grigg noted, the court only condescended to recognize a very narrow right to armed self-defense, but then put in all sorts of caveats and limits on it, stating the many permissible ways that the state may regulate it, thereby redefining the right to bear arms as a state-conferred privilege. Right. Actually, what they did was essentially um, they they said that you have the right to keep arms in your home, Mm -hmm. not really to bear them. Because if they allow these regulations, which, you know, they they don't have to grant... uh, uh, concealed carry permits they don't have to grant open they some states don't have open carry at all mm-hmm. if if they don't grant you a concealed carry permit and you're not allowed uh, legally to open carry well what, what is there? They're not allowed yeah. to have the gun. Um, if, if it's a big pain in the butt, if they make it onerous, you have to lock the, the gun up in a case in order to take it to the, the firing range to practice with it. What good is it that you have a gun in your home if you're no good with it and you can't take it with you? That's <laughs> a good question. As uh, Kinsella, who is a pro-liberty kind of uh, attorney guy, uh, as he notes here, it's already begun. The fallout has uh, already begun in other court cases. He says it doesn't take them long, does it? Not even a week later from the Heller decision, we have Molenix versus BATF, in which the federal court relied on the Heller decision to rule against a firearms dealer who wanted to import a reproduction World War II-era German machine gun. No, the court said, Scalia made it clear that the Second Amendment is not unlimited and that things like sawed-off shotguns and machine guns can, of course, be regulated. See also U.S. versus Doroson, decided on June 30th, just days after Heller, holding that because Heller makes it clear that the right to bear arms is not unlimited and may be prohibited in sensitive places such as schools and government buildings, then the law which bans possession of weapons solely on postal property is not unconstitutional as applied. So there you go. Within a week's time, you've already got two cases using the Heller decision as case law to say, hey, these regulations are a okay Any old regulation will do. 
So what does Heller stand for? He says, well, it makes it clear that gun limitations and regulations are perfectly permissible. Their only legitimate use, when the state thinks it's reasonable, is for self-defense against private criminals, not self-defense against public criminals. So down with this whole right to revolution. So the ruling really does help entrench government power. 800-259-9231 was not a pro-liberty ruling. It was just kind of a, a compromised one at best. More coming up. You can take control. Hour 2 is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with the very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized a contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We continue with your calls about what you want. And then, Mark, you're going to tell us about another poor, poor man that's been arrested for possessing contraband. We'll explain what kind of uh, contraband here in moments. Uh, But first, we go to your phone calls and talk to Cynthia on the line in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hello, Cynthia. Hi there. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, about a week ago, I received my uh, motor vehicle renewal application. Hmm. And um, I thought, this is ridiculous, you know. So I I thought, I want to call FTL and see if they've ever uh, mailed a letter asking to itemize specifically in the budget what this goes towards or if it's just a general fund. And, um, you know, and using that logic, um, you know, the progressive nature of those um, fees, you know, someone with a brand-new car, which shouldn't break down, which should be very safe, you know, some of these people are paying $900, you know, to the town or the city. I have an old junker Jeep, so, you know, my Mm -hmm. share is quite small, but... Um, you know, it's uh, it's just an excuse, and to do it year after year. So, and then I heard your proposal about getting, you know, ten people within the Keene area, um, you know, to sort of not pay their registration. And um, you know that there's a lot of people who don't do it already. I didn't know that. No, I, I didn't know that. When you say a lot of people, what do you mean? Well, I mean they just sort of let it go. Um, you know, they're just not interested in, in getting it inspected because it won't pass. So mm-hmm. Hence, they don't get their registration. Right. Um, obviously, they're probably not using the tolls because they sort of hang out around the 12th of every month, <laughs> you know, to make sure you've got that fancy, appropriately colored sticker oh, really? on your on your license plate. So, 
you know, I mean, I'll do it this year. I could care less. But, I mean, is it something that we should sort of tout that we're doing? Are you ready? I mean, before we get into that, are you ready to have your car stolen from you? If they want it, I'd be surprised. I mean, I'm a pretty prominent businesswoman here. And are you? Okay. I, uh, you know, I've been convinced to run for, for Ward 1 Council, and mm, the reason why I'm not that. doing it is because it's kind of boring yeah, <laughs> going to the meetings every it week. Is, but it's really bad. It, yeah, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I have a little girl, so I, right, you sort of, you, you balance. But, I mean, I think for the most part, if someone pulls you over, if I get pulled over, I don't know if they can just pull you over for that, probably, but... They generally will give you a warning. You know, you need to go do this and, and pay your fine. Yeah, it's probably true. Uh, when David, uh, one of the activists here in the Keene area, was pulled over for not having an active registration, he was given a summons. So yep. they said, okay, well, you need to show up in this court at this time. And they, they let him drive away from that. So uh, I don't know if they treat that. Maybe they don't treat that as severely as they treat somebody that uh, doesn't have a driver's license. I don't really know. And we don't have a New Hampshire law enforcement officer with us to consult with at the moment, though they do listen into the show. So who yeah. knows, maybe they'll call in uh, with some input. But yeah, I think the idea of doing it publicly is uh, is valuable because then you're letting it be known why it is you're doing it. Then it's not like you're just some deadbeat that forgot to pay or won't pay. It's you're an activist who's not paying right. for a very specific reason, and that's because you don't feel it's right that the state is uh, essentially extracting money from you for no reason beyond the fact that they can get away with it on a on a yearly basis. And uh, you live over what the seacoast area? Yeah, in Dover. So I'm I'm sure there are uh, free staters out there and other liberty loving activists that would that would help you out. Um, I'm sure there are some some that are living over there that. Um, for instance, I know some hang out in our chat room, actually, the, the AMP-only chat room, uh, that you know might have kind of an affinity for the kind of activism we're doing over in Keene, but didn't feel like there was anybody else maybe over in that region that, uh, that was interested. Yeah. So maybe you might want to reach out uh, to the other activists in the area and see how they feel about that. Because if you're surrounded by a bunch of activists that only want to do politics, then you really aren't going to be able probably to count on them for any, uh, for any assistance. They're going to be disgusted that you're doing what you're doing yeah, in a gonna, lot of cases. They'll accuse you of poisoning the well, uh, they'll accuse you of you know causing them problems. They'll say that you know you're hurting you're ruining them it for everybody. Uh, right. So you right. have to be you have to be prepared for that kind of a response over in that area. So I would suggest that what you do is go to nhfree.com. And go to the forums in there if you haven't yet registered there. Get registered and, and yeah. post post your intentions and, and, and see if you can round up some other participants in your area because it's much better to go at this when you know that you've got a backup rather than going it alone. I mean, certainly some of the keen people would probably make the trip out there, but you're talking about across the state and you're going to get less of a response as far as backup than you would if you were here in the Keene area. So really it'd be good to con- contact the local activists first and kind of feel things out with them uh, before you make this the ultimate decision. That's what I would recommend at least. How do you feel about it? Well, um, I guess uh, my main sort of interest in this is sort of may lie along with sort of what you're doing with, with your situation is just first sending a letter to them saying, can you please itemize this in the budget? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how exactly is this spent? Well, they'll write you back probably. If they write you back, they'll just say, well, that's not my responsibility. Goes to the general you fund. Can, you can come down here and uh, get a copy of the budget any old day of the week. Come on down. Right. 
And the budget is uh, in Keene, which I, I don't know how, what your town's like, but in Keene, this book is, it's got to be 400 pages <laughs> long. It, it's bigger than the phone book in Keene. Yeah, it is. And uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so full of numbers and, and just gobbledygook that there's no way you yeah. can understand what it says. I think that the total budget number was on page 42. Right. You'd think that they would put that right in front or right in back. Well, it would take the, no. It would take the bureaucrats themselves a significant amount of time to figure out what the the budget says, and they're not going to want to invest that kind of time. So I doubt you'll get a response. But it's a good thing that what you're doing there is to write them to show that you are interested in getting this information. They're going to stonewall you, and then you can show people that you're being stonewalled and right. and all that. Build the case and whatever. Yeah. So there you Very go. Good. Hey, Cynthia, right. will you do us a favor and and keep checking in with us and let us know uh, what's going on with that situation? I will. And Mark is uh, beckoning me to invite you to the Shrine of Female Listeners, Cynthia, as uh, part of the shrine. Oh, I We'd guess love to I have will. your pictures. I'll put, on a li- I'll put on a teeny tiny shirt or something like <laughs> Excellent. that. Excellent. <laughs> you can do whatever feels right to you. Thank you, Cynthia, Thank for the call, and good luck, okay? Thanks. Good Thanks. Night. Bye-bye. 800-259-9231. I imagine there are free staters out that way uh, that would be willing to help Cynthia out with this situation. I think so. So, But but good to feel them out first to know what it is you're getting into because it's kind of the – here in the New Hampshire, the Free State Project, these uh, liberty-loving activists have moved here. And there have been – there's kind of a geographical division uh, between them in that the people that live more to the, the central region of the state tend to be a little bit more political. Politically active uh, than those who have uh, moved out to the Keene area, more of a non-cooperative, civilly disobedient crowd out here. Not to say there aren't people that are involved in politics out here. I know that uh, the former president of the Free State Project is living out here. So, you know, there's a mix, generally, which is why I say it's it worth does, it to it ask around. It does seem to be a, a bit of a, uh, a divide, though. But it is worth it to ask around, because I know for a fact there are, you know, more free market-friendly people and, and on the And I think East that Coast there's too. also the, the Keene area and the Grafton area would fall into the, uh, the same sort of, uh, you know, ideas there. Um, Grafton has had a lot of luck. And there's politics going on in Grafton, though, too, yeah, Mark. Yeah, they're, they're, they're getting... They're getting you know, I like what I see in Grafton. All right, 800-259-9231. We've actually got a related email here, and then we'll get to the contraband story that you've got. But first, let's talk to Jeremy in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Good Hello. to talk to you again. Well, um, what's on your mind? Hey, um, I kind of think you all are weak on a few points. Okay. Well, let us know. Well, um, like, you know, when when comes the time that you got to, you know, strike back, do you wait on them to hit you first, or do you strike back first? Well, well you I, can't I think strike is, back first. I think this is, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. You, I guess you can't strike back first. Um, I, I think this is one of the problems that, say, the United States may, may have made in Iraq, that, uh, that one can look at some facts, decide that, that we're threatened, and you're not. So I really do believe that there has to be some kind of initiation of force before one can uh, strike back. Well, that's why that's the way we're doing things here in Keene. Uh, we are living life as free people, and over time, more of us will live more free. And if the government people want to harass us for it, if they want to arrest us or steal our property from us, then we will turn up the heat back on them in response. And when I say turn up the heat, I don't mean get violent. I just simply mean that we will bring more attention to the issues. We'll talk yeah, about I don't it think more. Works. Uh, we'll talk about it more on our radio and TV shows and in our newspapers. And that'll, of course, just encourage more people to come here and get active. Thanks, Jeremy. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This 
is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that is freetalklive.com. The features include the wiki. You can get interactive with over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. You can go and edit virtually anything you see. It's like the uh, the listener editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's wiki, W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. And we've been talking about the Free State Project here the last few segments of the program and how a lot of people are getting pretty excited about being activists where they are, which I think is great. And I'm sure that listening to Free Talk Live is helping encourage that. But at the same time, I also don't want to hear stories about my listeners being put into jail cells um, with nobody else around to help them out in any way, shape, or form. And I feel like if you go this alone, if you try to become a uh, you know a, a non-cooperative, peaceful non-cooperative activist where you are, uh, which happens to be the brand that's most exciting to me, certainly there are people doing political things, but if that's the the, the way you go, it could result in some it could result in some jail time, man. It could. In the case of Cynthia, who called a few moments ago, she's in New Hampshire, so she's I think a lot better off than most people. Uh, but folks around the rest of the country, man, if you don't have a group of good people backing you up, I say lay low, stay under the radar, get to New Hampshire, and then get active in that well, way. Well, uh, Sam from the Obscure Truth Network, I saw his, his video today on oh, uh, you did? His, uh, the railroading that he was receiving um, from the, uh, the Texas uh, court system. Did you get like an advanced uh, copy or something like that? Well, I guess I'm in the, on the ends. Yeah, you know. are. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, he should he, be out within a few days, publicly. By the way, he, um, it, 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 he's you know, I didn't like his chances. Yeah. I did not like his chances uh, dealing with that judge there. It just it didn't look good. Yeah, I was surprised. He, I'm surprised he has not yet been thrown in the clink. Uh, Sam's been having some amazing success so far, going it alone. So it's I guess Sam's example is proof that uh, that you can do it alone, but man. I wouldn't. I may, that's just how I am. If you want to go for it, then we sure, sure would love to hear your story. In fact, another uh, email come in here, or a, a related email from Ryan, and then we'll get to your story about the contraband, Mark. Uh, Ryan says, I live in Wisconsin and attended Porkfest 2008, had a great time. So that's, that event sort of freed me in my own mind, and any semblance of respect or even consideration that I had for so-called authority is now gone. This being said, I recently purchased a motorcycle, since they get much better gas mileage than cars, and I don't mind the bugs in my teeth anyway. I'm giving serious consideration to simply not registering. I've looked up the law in Wisconsin, and it says the fine is to be no more than $200 for failing to register. It will cost me approximately $200 to get it all registered, get the license, etc. So my train of thought is that I have two choices. Number one, pay all the fees and get it registered, and have a 100% chance of having to pay $200. Or, number two... Not pay all the fees and just simply ride my motorcycle that I legally own and have a slim chance of having to pay $200 in fines when I get pulled over. He says, I'm all for civil disobedience, but another part of me says just to simply wait to do civil disobedience until I get to New Hampshire early next year. The way the courts are here and without a fellow activist base, I would be sure to get railroaded through and lose my license. Not that it bothers me as much as I've lost my license before. It doesn't change anything. I still have to get to work, and I don't care if it's legal for me to do so or not. 
says, so I'm really on the fence about this. Understanding the caveat that you're not lawyers and can't be held responsible for legal advice you give, I'd still like to hear what you and your listeners have to say. Mark, what would you say to Ryan? Um, I'd say uh, you know, stick, stick with the registration until you get here. For one thing, if you're going to do the registration situation, um, it's best if you come to New Hampshire and then try to do it. At that point, your license has been suspended. Now, nobody cares why your license was suspended in Wisconsin here. Mm-hmm. They only care that your license has been suspended. Now, not only are you driving without a registration, you're driving on a suspended license. Mm. So sort of from the news angle, the, uh, the PR angle, you're, you know, you're, you're a bad guy. That's a good point. And he's already said he's planning to come to New Hampshire as soon as early next year. I mean, that's that's not far. I mean, that's not long from now. It's Ju- the middle of July. The year is half over at this point. Uh, 2009 will be here before you know it. I mean, at this point, what I would do if I were in Ryan's shoes is I'd be planning the move. You know, I'd be really looking into where I'm going to go. I think that's your Hampshire. civil disobedience there. What's yeah, that? I mean, that? That's your civil disobedience is planning the move. You How's think, that civilly disobedient? You think the government wants you to um, wants twenty thousand liberty loving individuals to move to one state? That's an interesting viewpoint, I guess. Okay. Well, anyway, you've got to plan the move, so you might as well get all that stuff ironed out and figure out exactly what you're going to do. Start selling off some of your crap. You know, it's usually when you're moving, it's always a good time to simplify and you know whittle down the amount of stuff that you're going to bring from point A to point B, and get all that stuff ironed out and taken care of. Go ahead and pay the registration fee for uh, for Wisconsin because not only for the reasons you mentioned, Mark, because of, it'll look bad when you get here, but it'll also give you a buffer zone. So when you when you move to New Hampshire, if you've got that fresh Wisconsin uh, registration, then that'll last through you know whenever it was you registered. So let's say you register this month uh, or coming up in August or whatever, you'd be good to go as far as the New Hampshire goons won't go after you if they think that your Wisconsin registration is valid. So that gives you kind of a little buffer zone when you get here to New Hampshire to where you can get your stuff in order, you know, get the rent paid and kind of get things organized and get settled in before you go off on the you know out into the world of uh, of civil disobedience. So Makes that's sense the to me. That's the safest way to go about things, and then by that time, you'll have made some friends here in New Hampshire. You'll have inserted yourself into the uh, the networks of activism here, and then you can take those steps out, out into that realm, and at that point, you'll have those people that are, that are going to be backing you up, as we were talking about earlier. Um, whereas, again, if you do it now, you're, you're taking a risk, and for what? What's the, po- what's the potential reward? Well, what's the potential reward for doing it at all? Total freedom. Okay, yeah. It's just going to bring their system down around their ears. If enough people do it, Mark, their system will come down. I, I mean, that much is I, true. I guess I guess you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see all this in action. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Contraband is in the news. Not the usual type, though. Well, it's uh, it's kind of usual for this time of year. Yeah, that's uh, true. This is a fireworks story that we did manage to squeeze in, but it's really good, and we should talk about All it. All right, let's do it. Okay. So, a Katy teen, um, teen Stefan uh, Genheimer. Texas? Yes. Uh, had uh, just bought $50 worth of Roman candles and fireworks Monday afternoon, and he was headed home to set them off in his front yard when he spotted flashing lights in his rearview mirror, and that's always a good feeling, isn't it, folks? Oh, boy. I don't think anybody likes those flashing lights. Even cops, if they get pulled over, they don't like it. An arson officer, did you hear that? Arson arson officer officer with the Houston Fire Marshal's office told the 17-year-old that he'd violated the law by driving through an annexed area of Houston with fireworks in (laughs) his trunk. So he knew the kid had fireworks? 
Well, he's he, I, he was probably staking, staking out, out the store in the area that he wasn't that wasn't annexed. Mm-hmm. Get this, it's it's the strangest thing. Jenheimer was baffled. Fireworks are illegal in the city of Houston, but legal in Harris County. He'd bought his fireworks legally at a stand in unincorporated um, Harris County and was planning to take them to his house in Katy, a few miles away, where he could legally use them. But. Jenneheimer's direct route from the Walmart in the uh, 1300 block of Fry Road to his house at the to, uh, you know what block of uh, Morning Creek Drive passed through a small stretch of Fry Road that's been annexed by the city of Houston, so the officer ticketed him. We'll come back with more here. I thought he did more than ticket him. I thought he arrested him. He well, did not um, arrest him? A, a ticket's an arrest. No, it's a ticket. Oh, okay. More coming up here, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. It's 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features on the site we give away. So enjoy those on us. And uh, those features include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go and download it right there from the front page of the website. Totally free. Uh, all for your convenience, we give it away. So enjoy at freetalklive.com. And if you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, we would like to ask you to go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you're buying, a uh, you know, it can be something in one of their 41 categories, including used items. So the selection is tremendous. Probably carry what it is you're looking to buy. Uh, the brands you trust... Free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of items. Go and get your shopping done at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and feel good because you're helping Free Talk Live and getting the stuff that you need. We're talking about another fireworks situation where a young man in his teenage years had gone to purchase some fireworks at a local store down in the Houston area of Texas. But not actually in Houston, or at least the store wasn't in Houston for right. whatever the. And we're, of course, we're talking about the political designation of a plot of land known as Houston. Apparently, this particular political designation juts out. There's some sort of annexed area, yes. uh, which means that, that that means they added it to themselves, right? Right. It's relatively recently added to the town of or uh, city of uh, Houston from unincorporated Harris County. So when the young man was driving through this little uh, slice, right. he was on the same stretch of road. He went from Harris County to Houston to Harris County. Right. In um, uh, Houston. Where he's not allowed to have fireworks, they gave they pulled him over. Uh, it was a, uh, a a uh, fire marshal, so somebody who's you know like got not got a real job. I'm sorry. I mean, his this job is, a, is apparently to sit there and watch people this, leave the fire. This is not store. a real cop, okay? Fire marshals, if they were doing their legitimate job, should be out there investigating whether or not uh, somebody has you know committed arson. Well, right, that's yeah, what they should be, be doing. Fine. Chasing down teenagers that bought legal fireworks and were taking them to their residence for legal um, use, and then catching them in a in a you know one little little bit of road there. 
this this trip was only a, a few yeah. miles. Right. I mean, so this, he didn't he didn't go through the full town of, of Houston or anything. This is an instance where uh, you know they they're taking the letter of the law over the the, the spirit of the law. Well, it just the, the spirit of the law is crap anyway because the spirit of the law says that people should be ticketed for having fireworks. I mean, that's it's absurd and it shows the absurdity uh, of the idea of these laws in that on one plot of land he was fully legal with his um, with his car driving the fireworks around. Around, fully legal. Then he crosses an imaginary line, in which is a political designation. Someone has said, "Ah, this is part of Houston. This is our turf." And uh, and then once once he crossed that line, then all of a sudden he became a criminal. From one moment to the next, he became a criminal who was transporting contraband. It's absolutely insane. Whereas if he'd gone around, if he'd known about this particular political designation and driven and known around, about the law, who knows right. that he does. If he'd driven around, then he would not have been a criminal. So because he crossed an imaginary line, he became criminal, which is the same sort of mentality that says that there are illegal aliens. Because some people crossed an imaginary line in the sand, and as a result of that, other people consider them criminals. Now, I'm sorry, you are not a criminal in my mind unless you do something to harm another human being or their property. This young man did not do either of those things. He says, it's ridiculous. I He's feel, right. I have feel I haven't done anything wrong, but here I am with a five hundred to two thousand dollar fine. Oh my gosh! It's incredible. As Americans prepare to celebrate the nation's independence this weekend, Jen, Jenna Heimer's uh, tale highlights the sometimes confusing laws surrounding the sale, use, and transport of fireworks in the Houston area, um, and and you know it's around the nation. Mm. City officials have issued more than twelve hundred. Fireworks-related criminal citations since 1997. Oh, since 97. Okay. Wow. I guess these numbers are still $500 to $2,000. Yeah, that's uh, that's a cool uh, $600,000 at least if they if they went easy on people and did the 500 instead of 2,000. It could be a could be you know four times that much. We're just enraged because we feel it's as close to entrapment as you can get. Um, Says uh, Jenheimer's mother, Missy. She uh, he's a good kid. He's never had a violation or citation in his life. Yep. He was just trying to have fun on the Fourth of July. On hey, Tuesday. wait, 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 wait a minute. Hold on a second here. This kid's how old? 16? 17. 17? Now, the legal age is, what, 18 in most places as far as the law is concerned, as far as consenting and contracting and things like that? What would happen if this kid didn't pay the $500 fine? Would they take him to juvie? I'm sure. I mean, I understand that an adult would end up going to a jail cell, but I it's, wonder what would happen with a, a kid. A citation is an arrest, and I suspect that that's what you know, you'd be dealing with. Can, yeah. you, can you imagine that? Going to putting somebody in jail. Yes, I can totally imagine them doing this? that. I mean, this, and, and the fact that they didn't put him in jail was just another arbit- arbitrary decision on their part. They could easily have made the law to that it's an arrestable offense. And I know you said it's an arrest when they write a ticket, but when I a think arrest, arrest, I yeah. mean like misdemeanor. They felony. take your your freedom to move. Uh, so so they could have done that, but they just arbitrarily chose not to. Instead, they figured they'd slap people with fines because it's easier to get money out of people when they're not working. That's right? really what they want. Yeah. They want the money, and especially right. in this instance. Because it sure as hell isn't about safety. I mean, what what would the bureaucrats, spokes bureau, you know, spokes bureaucrats say if we had them on the phone? What would their excuse be on this one? I can't imagine. It's, it's just it's nonsense. the law. That's what they yeah. say. Yep. You know, that's it's if it's you my don't job. like it, you should it's, change it. It's my uh, you know, it's 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 my fire marshal's job to enforce the law. That's the law. If you don't like it, it's a legislative issue. You should be taking up at the legislature. You should uh, you know talk to your congress critter yeah. and uh, get them to uh, you know change it because until then we are uh, we we are tasked with the job of enforcing the law. Now you know what would be fun. We are just following orders. What what would be fun in a case like that? And from what I understand, there are 
towns in New Hampshire that do have local ordinances in regards to fireworks. So I do believe there are some places in New Hampshire where they are restricted to some extent. I don't know what they are. I don't know where, but I do know that's the case. So whether it be in New Hampshire or where you are, if there are similar reg- um, regulations, an idea for civil disobedience in this case might be to get some fireworks aficionados together and uh, gather out in front of City Hall or the Put police station. Put on a show station. for everybody. Yeah, yeah, the police station have a little illegal fireworks show. Make sure you pick up your mess afterwards. You don't want to be accused of littering or anything like that. But uh, then, you know, if they start handing out fines to people, then you have a bunch of fireworks aficionados just not paying the fine. And then what are they going to do? Are they going to start rounding up fireworks uh, fans and putting I, I them in, they will. in prison cells? Well, again, Mark, then we come to the question of how illegitimate do they want to be perceived as? Because the government's perception of legitimacy is so, so important to them. I mean, that is why they have the court system, right? That's why they have this uh, this apparatus, I guess is the word I'm looking for. They have this apparatus that's out there to make them look as though they're, they're something different from a common gang of criminals. And so they can't really be too violent. Otherwise, they'll be seen as no, no different from the more illegitimate governments around the world, like, uh, you know, Iran or China or whatever. Whichever they, government's out of favor right now. Yeah, they're very concerned about their appearances. I mean, these are, at their heart, politicians. Whether they be the bureaucrats or not, they are very political animals. And so rounding up a whole bunch of people is much less politically tenable than just snatching a kid off the streets in the you know the middle of the night when he's trying to drive home with some fireworks in his trunk. So yeah, in that case, they just want the money. That's true. And in the case of mass civil disobedience, they would be not getting their money in a very um, major fashion. And I think it'd be very interesting to see what their response would be. But then again, finding you know five to ten fireworks fans that would be willing to put their butts on the line like that where you are. Probably not very likely. Not always easy. Still a good idea, though, and it's possible. You can find these people. They are out there. And maybe the more we do Free Talk Live and the more stations we get on, the more this uh, kind of movement can grow. You know, I'd, I'd like to see something like that. Anything can happen. That much is for sure. 800-259-9231 is the number. Vince is on the line in Indy. You're on Free Talk Live, Vince. Vince? Mark. Hello, Hello Vince. Mark. Ian? Hey, yes, sir. What's on your mind? Hey, not much. I was... Uh... I wanted to tell you something. I did a little research today. Yes. And this is kind of sad. I mean, but uh, I was affected by an uninsured driver a couple of years ago myself. Mm. And let me tell you, I had all the coverages and all that, but I was looking up for all the states. And New Hampshire's up there a little bit with, I think they said 14% uninsured drivers. And then I noticed Vermont and Maine had 4 and 6%. 4 and, and 6 they, now, Vermont, Vermont and Maine have some very tough standards. Yeah, well, you can actually over. drive with no insurance here. I don't know where you're going, but hang on, Vince. We'll bring you back. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, and if you uh, want to enjoy those, just head over to freetalklive.com. Some of those features include the promotion page. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com and learn about different ways that you can help 
promote Free Talk Live, and one of those ways is by voting for the show, which would make a real big difference for us if you went and voted at vote.freetalklive.com. Takes less than a minute and helps us uh, in our podcast rankings. And being number one in the podcast rankings means more new listeners and advertisers uh, are impressed by that, and so it's very important to us. So please vote at vote.freetalklive.com. Also, if you want to easily update the look of those old cabinets or that old set of drawers, well, you should visit innerknobs.com. They offer a wide variety of knobs and polls for every taste and budget. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's internobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Or see their banner on our website at freetalklive.com. You know, they have they have everything from the uh, lowest end to the highest end, and you can save money on them. They're wholesale prices. All right. Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. Vince is on the line in Indy. You were talking about how you're doing a little bit of research. Uh, you found out that in Vermont and Maine, compared to New Hampshire, there's significantly less people driving without car insurance. There are fewer people. Fewer people. And uh, what was your point that you wanted to make on that, Vince? Well... My point I'm trying to make on that is that you're paying for somebody else's actions in your car insurance cost. That's number one. Because I looked up uh, the assigned risk programs here in Indiana and New Hampshire, and they're virtually the same. But uh, and the assigned risk programs are, are what is medical that? to. Like, like, let me explain something here. There was a gentleman quite a few years ago. I think it was in Nashua. New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. Drove and didn't take his medication for his epilepsy. Uh-oh. He passed out. That car, he, he gunned the car close to 70 miles an hour, and he ramrodded somebody right in the back. Mm-hmm. And it ended up killing the, the, the occupants in the, the, the car ahead of him. Okay. And, but they wanted to charge him with a crime of murder, but they couldn't because of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Because... It's not a crime to fail to take your medicine. No, of course not. There was no... I mean, certainly he it didn't intend to murder anybody. Yeah, well, it seems but, like I there's mean, some kind he, of negligence there. He certainly should be uh, liable for all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, f- uh, not fines, but, uh, you know, well, should have compensated the family. Either, so. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, every penny he's got should go to that family that uh, of that victim. But they, they, I mean, this, the, the guy was basically judgment-proof, and then they had a similar one out in Kansas where the... The guy passed out and went ran through a park and killed this woman with her two kids. Mm. Wow. And I mean, you know, but, you know, we don't, and the same thing, the guy, they, they wanted to charge him with vehicular homicide, but they couldn't because it's not against the law, it's not a crime to have an accident, and it's also not a crime to failure to take your medicine, but I'm really kind of concerned with these, to see this is, they pass. They explain how it's done. It's done by pools, and they pass these costs on to people like you who main, maintain the coverages and the umbrella coverages. And well, that's the way they do business, you know. I mean, that's what you understand that you are paying for other people's mistakes when you buy insurance. But so I can that tell you're you, covered when you have an accident. Yeah, I can tell you that when I moved here from Florida, my insurance went down. So there's oh yeah, because of the density. I mean, the my density. Insurance Amount of people. I, mean, oh. now, I thought I, I figured room, it was regulations. <laughs> I figured it was the regulatory climate. I, I'm guessing that Florida probably has more regulations on their insurance companies down there than New Hampshire does. Because I mean, there's not even a requirement to be insured here in New Hampshire. 
And I think that results in savings being passed on to the customers. But I'm no expert, oh, yeah. so. Uh, New Hampshire is one of 18 states that doesn't require insurance. There are 18 of them? I didn't realize there were that many. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Me. There's uh, Idaho, uh, Oregon. That's good, because I'm, I'm concerned that I'm not going to be able to have insurance here in another couple months, because my, uh, my driver's registration is going to run out, and my license is going to expire, and I'm concerned the insurance company isn't going to want to insure me anymore. Not that I'm more of a dangerous driver because of any of that. I've been a good customer of theirs for a long time. I'm going to call mm-hmm. them tomorrow and, and ask them some questions about that. And Vince, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it, as always. Not, not that a, a law to, to, in order to have insurance actually causes people to have insurance. I, I've got, I got hit by in an, an uninsured driver in Florida. Well, now, he did say that, Mark, he did say that in Vermont compared to here, it's like 4% versus 14% yeah, that, yeah. that don't have it. So Yeah, well, I'm sure that there, it has an effect on the numbers. Okay, well, you said it didn't cause anybody to do anything different. I said that it didn't cause people not to have insurance. Some people okay. still don't have insurance. True. It doesn't, it doesn't work 100% of the time. There's right. no doubt about that. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, but amazingly enough, we're all okay here in New Hampshire where there is no requirement. I make sure I have uninsured driver insurance. Sure, and the insurance here is cheaper than it is down in Florida. I don't know about the other states. I'm a not sure about that. cheaper. But yeah, it's I, incredible, the difference. Yeah, I whacked 100 bucks a year off the Oh, uh, I, I, I was more like, I think it took uh, $600 a year off no mine. No kidding. It was incredible. It was a half a year, so it was probably $200 for, uh, for the whole year. But maybe you've got just more coverage than I do or something, or, or worse driving record. I don't know. Yeah, I don't trust that, those people out there on the road. All righty, so 800-259-9231. Uh, let's jump into the email box here, Mark. You've got one about traffic fine hell, since we're talking driving. Yep. This one's from Jet. Uh, hi, guys. I got a speeding ticket in April. Paid it the last day, $144. Clerk didn't update the computer for two days, which made my fine uh, late. Jeez. So here we go. We know what happens when this... Uh, let me see. Prediction here. I've not read the email, so a few days late, warrant issued, and arrested. I don't know. Automagically, a uh, late fee of $52, and my license was suspended. Mandatory arrest on suspension. Oh, boy. Complained, uh, but got... Oh, so he found out about it. Yeah. Well, that's good, because normally uh, when we hear these stories, people find out when they get pulled over Got a piece it. of paper, probably. I see. Um uh, How nice of them to yeah. send that piece of paper. He complained, but got a write your rep uh, response. <laughs> <laughs> got it all paid. Via... Right, because writing the representatives is going to speed up the bureaucrats. Writing the representatives is going to make the bureaucrats more efficient and make them more likely to record things on time. What? Yeah. Dumb. It's just passing the buck, as always. Com- uh, yes. Uh, let's see. Got it all paid via some miscellaneous outside card service for six ninety five, owed by somebody's owned by somebody's brother, no doubt. Six hours of phone work, so apparently to uh, do it with a credit card, it costs an additional $7. Oh, yeah, because the government people won't just comp you on that. When you go into a store and you buy something, they include the credit card fee in the cost of the purchase, and the government doesn't play that way. They just There are stores on... out there that will charge you extra for it's using true. a credit card. Very, very it, seldom. It's up to them. Right. Very seldom that that happens. Generally in the marketplace... Generally, yeah. Generally, in order happen. to compete in the marketplace, they need to comp those services. Right. Right. The but there's no competition for the gang. Yep. yep. Six hours of phone work and $203 later, the gang said I was legal again. Have a nice day. Oh, so... so <laughs> Basically, if you pay them off, you're good to go, as though nothing ever happened. Give us the money, no problem. Yep. License reactivated otherwise, jail, and a lot more money. Isn't that like the schoolyard where the bullying gang lets you go if you give them a dollar? Or that the, is exactly the what The bridge troll. 
That's what these people are. They're big bullies. They're bullies that have never grown up. And that's why I think that when we're talking about these issues publicly, it's important to take the voluntarist position and to, to say, you know, if someone calls you a radical, you can come back with like, well, wait a minute. All I'm advocating is that people interact voluntarily. What's so radical about that? Yeah. I'm I, advocating they stop I'm being peace bullies. And peace and personal responsibility, right. nonviolence, non-initiation of force. Let's have a peaceful playground here, okay, instead of these people pushing other people around. Start acting like adults, you government bureaucrats. Yep. Well, they say it's their turf, just like the bully. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. If you pay them off, you can go free. Obviously, there was no real problem to begin with. <laughs> free or to pay I w- another day. Yeah. There was no problem, or I would have gone to jail first. It's just another extortion racket. In this case, yep. it was extortion for them being late, not him. If the sure. government is the will of the people, then who is demanding to be um, who is demanding to be heavily fined or committed? I love that point. I've never heard it before, and I think it's brilliant. Who would demand this kind of service? This is not the will of the people. Right. It's this the will the, of the bureaucracy. This is the will of the bureaucracy. Will of those who want power over others. The will of the bullies. Yeah, and, and, and I think I love the bridge troll thing in here, too. <laughs> That's like saying that the, the victims of the bully were just always asking for it, that they were demanding it. Like that, the, the, your little kid that got beaten yeah. up in the schoolyard. Well, he was asking to be beaten up because he wore those ugly shorts. Yeah, it was, it was our schoolyard. Yeah. He, 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 look, he came if you here, don't like it, why, what are you doing in the schoolyard? <laughs> All right. Is that yeah. it from Jet? Yeah, that's it from good Jet. Email. I, I good do, email. do like that email. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. Coming up, your calls. We'll talk to Dave and Matt, both on the lines, plus lady listeners come first. If you dial in, ladies, 800-259-9231. And since we're talking about the bullies, let's talk about what happens when the bullies uh, allow you to play games. Because sometimes the bullies want you to think that, you know, you... You know, the things are free, and you've got a nice life, and you can, you know, spend some money on some things, some luxuries like lottery tickets. What happens when bullies run the lottery, when they run numbers? We'll tell you about it here in moments. Hour 3's coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck, and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. A Care One Credit Counseling Agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt, and you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. Call a Care One agent today, and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt, and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224, and find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Rolling right back into your phone calls here. Let's start with David in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, David. Howdy. Hey, what's on your mind? 
Hey, uh, what happens if the bully tells you you gotta buy his buddy's product, and uh, he's get, that guy's gonna tell you how to use it, where to use it, who to go talk to about it, and if you don't do what he says, the principal's gonna put you in school. How are you gonna? F I mean, after school, how are you gonna feel? Feels like crap. Sounds like what the government yeah, does every day. Yeah, that's what's going on. That's what's going on with the car insurance. The government is mandating you buy a product from this company, and this company yep. tells you how much you're going to pay, who you could go get your car fixed by, what, how much it's going to cost, if they're going to pay you for it. And if you don't like it, you, you, you get a $500 ticket, and the second time you're going to jail or something. Then even the commercials make fun that Wally's going to be waiting for you. Mm. In jail. What you commercials know, are doing this? That's Geico. Insurance and stuff. Really? And then, and then they threaten us with something that we're supposed to accept with the homosexuality. They threaten us with sobriety, sending us to jail. Wow. But then we're exposed to accept it because it's the new thing or something. It's it's okay. So they're playing us like idiots. And we're, well, and we're going for it just because we love our cars. Well, and, I think and, that and we're going to fight the war. We're going to send our young. I don't think it's because people love their cars. I think it's because they uh, they want to feel like they're law-abiding people, and they'll feel like they're bad what do you people. Law-abiding people. You're telling me that the bully is telling me I got to buy this product from his buddy. That that's in cahoots with him because they make all kinds of laws for their buddy. The, the bully, and if you don't go along with the bully, the bully's going to beat you up and throw you in, in, in after school. Sure, but, but you have to understand the, uh, you understand what Stockholm Syndrome is, right, Dave? Huh? Do you know what Stockholm Syndrome is? Oh, the, the, when the, the, the hostage likes its bully. Yeah, that's what's happened here. I mean, essentially what has happened is the well, American got, people you, have been... hang out with the guy who has the most atom bombs, right? Is that, that's what it is, and I guess we well, got the most. So but the idea is we, that the, the bully has been around for so long, I'm just, it's I'm the bully has... I understand what you're Tell from. us what to buy and what well, they not can. to buy. They and can you and buy they it, do. Going to jail. The reason why they can, Dave, is because most people have accepted that they can. No, and because they they uh, they worship their vehicles and they don't want to pay the money to 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 get it fixed on their own. They're they're hoping some company is going to pay it and and, and they're going to jump through all their hoops that they tell them to do it. I don't think the reason why people obey government laws is because they worship their vehicles. I think it's more likely that they worship the government at well, some level. What Dave is suggesting is that you could undermine the government system by not driving your car, well, by not hey, using as much. If they tell me i got to get insurance, then make sure that they're not getting rich off of them ordering me to buy their product. I'll, I'll buy the product as long as it's profit-free and they charge enough to keep it going and to make it work. Yeah, well, that's not so going to happen. So it doesn't cost ten grand right. to go get your car fixed for uh, just a fender or whatever no, it is. No, nothing worth anything is uh, going to ever be profit-free because, well, nobody has any real motivation to, to do, do it. it. Thank you, Dave, and for it, the call it, tonight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's I, the sickle CAI. I celebrate profits. I want the people yeah. that I'm working with to make profits. Right. I do understand. But not guaranteed profits. Yeah. Extortion. That's what we're, you're talking about. If you yeah. say, I've, you've got to buy my product, well, that's extortion. Or else. Or yeah. else we'll lock you in a little cell. 
Yeah, that's not good. And then in some cases, in some uh, states, they have made the regulations in of the insurance business so onerous that many of these companies are bailing out. Massachusetts would be a great example where you've seen an exodus of insurance Louisiana, companies. Florida. Uh, where the insurance companies have just said, screw this, we'd rather just not do business here. So sometimes you'll hear an insurance commercial on the radio and they'll say, except in Massachusetts. That's because they don't exist there. They won't do business there because the regulatory climate has become so obtuse and uh, so difficult for them that they've just left, which means that those who are staying in the state are all the better off. Those companies who are still putting up with the the state's regulations, probably because they're buddy-buddy with the, the state legislators, they are the ones that get those remaining customers because all those customers have to switch to somewhere else. If that one company goes under or disappears or leaves the state, then its customers are still mandated to to purchase product. And if there's only three other companies they can buy product from, then their choices are going to be limited. That means the service is going to be limited. The the less marketplace players there are, the, the worse the situation. The more competitors, the better. And the insurance companies that are tied in with the state know that, so they want um, more regulations. The insurance companies, they want more regulations so that will scare their competition away and guarantee them ever more profits. It's just a sick situation. But the the, the reason why people put up with it, besides wanting to drive from one point to another, is because they believe that it's there for some reason. They believe that there's a, you know, it's necessary to have these mandates, and it's necessary to keep the roads safe. And that's what government well, does, and government's good, and we like the government. To- it's a certain amount of optimism, too. If you got into a wreck every day that you were on the roads, you would likely never go on the road. Mm-hmm. If you got in a wreck every week, if you went on the road, you know, your chances have gone up. Slightly, but not a lot. That, that you know, most people don't get into wrecks that often, and so therefore they don't have to deal with these things that often. So it's optimism. When they think about driving, they don't think about wrecks. Yeah, and I think they're probably optimistic in that they believe that uh, the the law is generally a good thing, and that they're law-abiding people, and so therefore they won't come under any trouble as long as they well, pay their fines. Some of them they... do. I mean, I I have insurance anyway. So to me, the the law obligating one to have insurance on one's vehicle. Is it really? It, it doesn't matter. I'm yeah. going to have insurance, and I don't care um, what the law says. Now, I happen to be going with the law because that's what makes sense to me. But at the same time, I don't think there should be a law obligating uh, a person to have insurance. However, I do think that person be, should be completely responsible to play, pay restitution to whomever they hurt. And sure. if it takes everything they own, and they have to go into indentured servitude to pay it off, then I think they should. And I don't care if they've got some disability or whatever. I they agree. can, you know, they can make, uh, you know, they can go into uh, some indentured servitude prison and make uh, outgoing telephone calls for telemarketers, and they can dial with their tongue. As far as I'm concerned, well, if they went out there and they hurt somebody through their own negligence, they should have to pay. Let's talk to Alex in New Jersey. Alex, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Alex in New Jersey. Hello. Hello. I just wanted to uh, remark upon how many people call into your show with slurred speech. Yeah, it's kind of funny, isn't it? Are you slurring now? No, no. Well, you but know. Uh, I wanted to talk to you tonight regarding uh, the credit card companies that you were just mentioning a few minutes ago. Okay. Um, you said that they sometimes incorporate the price of the product into the transaction charge that Visa or MasterCard tax on. Charges them. The, the retailers do that. Right, right. Uh, through my own research, I've uh, found that that is against Visa and MasterCard's rules. The, the, they don't allow that. They're not all. allowed to do that. Right. They're not. They're, they're allowed to. The merchant is allowed to do like a five dollar credit minimum, but they're not allowed to say, 
oh well i'm going to charge you 25 you know cents because you're using no, your no 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 they they don't they don't right what you're saying is they can't tack it on extra so you can't put a 10 dollar price tag on the shelf and then at you know at the checkout ring in an extra 3% on top to cover the credit card fee i've seen that, merchants if, do it if it's going to be if it's going to be incorporated in it has to be universal so you would have to pay the same for cash and credit card. Correct. And what, what's what's most surprising is that these retailers they don't even follow all the rules that Visa Visa and Mastercard uh, put out. For example, every time you use a credit card, they're supposed to check the signature on the back and they're supposed to check you for ID, but they never do that. And a lot of times they don't get a signature, and they're supposed to do that too. And if oh, yeah. they, I thought uh, for uh, for purchases dispute, under twenty bucks or something like that, they did not need a signature. If there's a dispute and they didn't check ID and they don't have a signature and they don't have any of that, retailer then the merchant pays. is liable for a bunch load of hey, that makes that makes sense. I guess those merchants are just willing to take that risk. How can they prove they checked uh, signatures and uh, uh, IDs? How can they, you know, if you say, I, they didn't I'm, check I'm my ID? Merchant. Well, if there's no signature, you know they didn't check anything. I mean, if the person didn't yeah. even sign or whatever. Uh, in fact, you're absolutely right about that. If you want to continue the discussion, hang on, 800-259-9231. I wonder, though, is it okay by their rules to offer a cash discount on an existing shelf price? More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free. And those features include the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both free for you. So enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. All right. We continue back with uh, Alex on the line in New Jersey. Alex, you said you did some digging around through the rules for uh, merchants for Visa, MasterCard, credit card companies like that. And you discovered that, indeed, they have rules that specify that merchants are not to tack an extra fee uh, for credit cards onto the advertised purchase price. And I'm curious, did you also discover that uh, is it possible to give a cash discount? So if if your shelf price is ten bucks and somebody says, "Well, I'll give you nine dollars and seventy five cents cash," uh, is that is that okay, or is it something that the merchant can offer to people? Because I've seen gas stations doing that, where uh, if you go to a gas station, you pay in cash, you get a two or three two or three percent discount. I haven't seen anything written down about that, but uh, I would imagine it would be uh, if you're able to do that. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. And uh, you know, hey, those are those are private rules. And if you want to have uh, to offer your customers the convenience of a Visa or a Mastercard, those are the things that you have to do in order to be able to do so. And you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Because you don't want to confuse people. You don't want to. You know, you only want to have one price, and uh, you don't want to tack them on with uh, surprising fees at the at the register or anything like that. And so, it's all yeah, totally. And when it comes to uh, you know dealing with humans, you, expectations are a real issue. If you're going to tell them that the price is one thing and then you're going to change it, that's um, you know that's not going to work out. Hey, you can change it down, but not up. Sure. If if somebody's going to pay fourteen dollars for something, you need to tell them that ahead of time. Otherwise, your customers going to be very angry. Right. And it feels better to get a discount than it does to have something tacked on. So you just you build 
hold the the cost in initially, and then you can bring it down from there as as necessary based on whatever the factors are. Did you have anything else you wanted to share with us tonight? Uh, no. Thanks, Alex, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's continue with uh, Monica on the line in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hello, Monica. Uh, hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, actually, I, I wanted to call in about uh, moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Oh, but, cool. Uh, I, I heard Dave's call, and uh, I kind of wanted to respond to that. You can do both. Uh, hey, Free Talk Live. Mm, go ahead. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, he was uh, – his. I guess overall point was what he was calling in to get people to do right was stop driving cars as some kind of way to stick it to the man. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that that's his his point. Right. I don't see why I should have to limit my product choice in the marketplace because bumbling government can't keep their noses out of what we're doing. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not going to uh, to do that at all. I'm a safe driver, and I will continue driving from point A to point B regardless well, of the rules. Gas costs more now, and I'm making decisions based on it costing more. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. I'm I'm driving less. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm making efforts. Uh, my wife and I live a, a bit out of town, and you know, I I limit it to two trips to uh, to town a day as opposed yeah, to, to to some extent. That's that's uh, your your choice as a result of you know market conditions. Right? Sure. Also, um, I wanted to, uh, I mean, he, you know, kind of got a little uh, I don't know, involved there and was kind of lambasted corporations and his, you know, lambasting government and uh, blaming them kind of for the high prices that we pay. I just wanted to point out that <laughs> everywhere you're looking at high prices, you know, unjustified by the marketplace, you're looking at government. You're looking at government subsidies or regulations. Right. Anytime that a corporation you know, can charge more than its product is worth, it's because the government has come in and uh, limited the amount of choices that uh, you have in the marketplace. Yep. Competition keeps prices down. Every single time, competition is what regulates pricing. Perhaps out there, there is some uh, you know person who offers a service, maybe in a not-for-profit or even a corporation, that prices their product artificially low because they feel good about it. But they are uh, they they are definitely the rarity. It's competition that keeps prices low. Yep. Otherwise, BMW would charge a million dollars for its cars instead of sixty thousand. It also increases customer service quality as well. So competition's wonderful. Monica? Yeah. So um, what I actually wanted to call in about was yeah. moving to the Free State Project, and uh, I was just, it's it's great to be here, and I wanted to encourage everyone to you know. Get over to New Hampshire as fast as you can, right? It's uh, the first 1,000 is slated to be here by the end of 2008, and uh, the next 1,000 project is, you know, still looking for signers. So, yep. uh, if you go to PledgeBank.com, uh, you can sign up for that and get here. And the reason it's so important now is because uh, we're dealing with a world that's increasing in complexity, not decreasing. Mm-hmm. And it is more important now than ever that the free market should have its reins. Absolutely. Monica, I, I think that there's even a bigger problem facing uh, the Free State Project. It's the, uh, the, the abundance of hot women that need <laughs> men to date. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Definitely. I think she's uh, speechless. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, you're absolutely right. There is no better time than now for the free marketplace. Uh, mankind has reached the point at which, I mean, it could have happened years ago, but now that we have this wonderful communications infrastructure that we have, we can really reach out to people and express our ideas in a in a way that is uncontrolled by the old media, that uh, the old gatekeepers no longer exist in the way they once did, and these ideas are going to spread, as uh, Sam from the Obscure Truth Network has pointed out so rightfully so, that you know the voluntary society is coming, and really the only question is uh, how long will the government people continue fighting in righteous uh, indignation to keep things operating the way they currently are? And the more people we can uh, compile into the same place and here to New Hampshire, the faster we're going to bring about that free market society. And the faster we can bring about that free market society, the uh, better the advances will be because of increased competition in various different areas. We'll have better health care. We'll have better uh, everything. We'll have uh, you know cars that don't even use gasoline anymore, better energy, better health care, you name it. Whatever it is, the marketplace will provide it, and it'll, it'll do it better. It'll do it cheaper because that's what the market does. And I totally oh agree gosh. with you. You have to uh, think for yourself in the marketplace. There's no government uh, program or center to instruct you on how to live your life. Oh, I don't know. You could probably hire a personal consultant to uh, to do those sorts of things for you if you wanted to. Somebody out there will want to tell you what to do. You could believe that. <laughs> Monica, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. So, yeah, get on up here. I mean, what are you waiting for? Because the longer you wait, the longer it's going to take to get to the freedom uh, to the free market. Free t- uh, the Free State Project come date our hot women. Well, actually, uh, I hear Monica's dating uh, one of the uh, free staters right now. As a matter I, I don't, uh, I, I don't. Not, I, he's a, he's not a free stater. I don't know if I should say more than uh, that. Yeah, you can't say much more than that. But yeah. uh, you, you never know. These things they, they they come, they go, and it's it's not just Monica, mind you. Oh yeah, yeah. And if you're here, then you can have next crack. You know, next opportunity for one of the other attractive pro freedom ladies that are coming here into uh, New Hampshire. Amazing how many there are of them. Yeah, you know what? You're right about that. You go to a Free State Project uh, event like the Liberty Forum and the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and you see a much higher percentage of females represented than you would at the Libertarian Party conventions That's or sure. any other liberty-oriented get-together. Uh, it's, still, it's still not 50-50. <laughs> it's not close. But it's bigger than I've ever seen, and that's a good sign. More coming up. You can take control, bring up anything. State lotteries. What are the odds anyway? We'll talk about that in moments. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. Get interactive with thousands of our listeners. Over 350,000 posts await you. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. And uh, get posting or just read. That's what most people do. They just read. <laughs> but it's entertaining. There's uh, some fun stuff and some serious issues. You'll find all kinds of different things over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Let's continue with your calls. Dan in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Dan. Yeah, thanks. Hey, uh, what's on your mind? How you doing? Great. I have a 
situation. I mean, I really like the anarchy thought process, the uh, freedom that it. I prefer the term voluntarist. It doesn't sound as chaotic. (laughs) Yeah, anarchy sounds like terrorism, I know. Anyway, um, what I see going to happen that could happen has to do with a patent number that I try to tell everybody about. It's U.S. patent number 5676977. Okay, and what is that? that The reason it was developed is that it was a virus that was created by military labs from 62 to 78. And uh, it's the 5676977 is the cure for AIDS patented in 1990. Okay, you're telling us that the cure for AIDS has a patent number associated with it? I can't make it up. U.S. patent number 5676977. Nixon signed uh, the documents in 1970. um, What is it you're getting at with all this? Well, the government has the cure. Well, if, if government can do that then the freedom you're talking about can be easily taken away. So what are you suggesting? Well, I'm just saying I like your ideas. I'm concerned about things that have happened, as in this example I'm giving you, that could end your great plan, which I support. You're talking about like a disease, they'll let loose some sort of uh, genetically sure. engineered disease or something like that? Yeah, sure, that's, that's a possibility. True. And they could roll in tanks, and they could blow people up and assassinate them, and they could do all kinds of all manner of violent, terrible things to us. But you know what? Uh, the fact is, if we just sit around and do nothing, then we know what we're going to get. Then we know that that's coming. We know the police state is here, and it's only going to get worse, and so there's no risk. I, I see no risk in doing what... I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a slight risk that they might target us first because we're the ones that are stepping out first, but they haven't done it yet. And uh, and as far as I'm concerned, since we're going down a path to tyranny now, there's no real significant risk in doing whatever it takes to shift that path towards freedom in the in the free marketplace. And I'm not concerned one iota. I mean, what I don't want the the uh, the comforts that these these uh, gangsters are offering me. I don't want to to live in a comfy prison. I want to be free, and I'm willing to take whatever risk are necessary in order to make that happen. If I was scared of getting poisoned or killed or whatever it is I could be scared of, because there's a lot I could be scared about the government could possibly do, then I sure as hell wouldn't be on the air doing this kind of an iconoclastic radio show six nights a week. Uh, so, you know, I understand your concerns, but for me... It's really a non-issue. Yeah, I don't know if the government's, uh, you know, sending out diseases to get us. At, you know, sometime there's there's moments in time when I think it's possible. Most of the time, I don't think that they're doing that. But um, you know, you you certainly have given your uh, patent number there that uh, it, it, it's yeah, it I sounds like you believe it, it if nothing else. Right. So I'm not too concerned, and I don't think you should be either. What do you think? Well, well, I've written to the congressman and everything, everybody else that I've tried to. Say, why are we putting out $15 billion to address the AIDS Af- African AIDS issue? And nobody will respond to me. Of course not. So I not. just thought I would try your show. Yeah, get that no, number out. There's no reason for them to right. respond to you. I mean, they have no obligation to respond to you. They uh, they don't benefit from responding to you. And that's the way government is. They, you know, they're non-responsive to your questions. All they want is your damn money and your obedience. And I'm tired of both. I'm tired of being obedient. And I'm tired of giving them money. So we're going to stop and see what happens. And if they let loose some plague, so be it.
That's the way things are going to be. But I don't expect that to happen. I expect to have a renaissance, uh, a wonderful educational, iconoclastic renaissance where people come to the understanding that this government idea, it uh, was created by man and it was a mistake. Men are fallible. They, they oh. effed up and they created this government Call idea. Call it an evolution. Yeah, we're, we're evolving to a new state of being the true voluntary order that we were meant to have. Thank you for, uh, for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. As far as I'm concerned, I'm ready, so therefore other people are ready, and those people that aren't ready, they can, you know, they can enjoy, enjoy their chains until they're ready to break free, in which case we'll be waiting for them with open arms. I agree. All right, 800-259-9231. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the gangsters and one of the little games that they play with people, the state lotteries. Now, as we discussed earlier, Mark, when there's lack of competition, you get crappy customer service. When there's lack of competition, you get arbitrary prices and arbitrary everything else. And the world of the lottery is one of those areas that the government has gone ahead and legislated itself a monopoly. Yes. Yeah, you can go bet on some horse races and you can, you know, play high lie and stuff like that. But it's a near monopoly. But it's as far as running numbers. Right. Yeah. As far as running numbers is concerned, if you're not in Vegas, you are playing with the monopolist, the state government, wherever it is you are. And William Anderson over at LewRockwell.com has a few things to say about some recent revelations in regards to various different state lottos. He says, out of principle, I don't play the state lotteries. If I were to win, I suspect I'd be in the position of the Orthodox rabbi who snuck in a game of golf on the Sabbath and hit a hole in one. Who could he tell? Nonetheless, there are many reasons to oppose state lotteries, which still do not provide the odds that the old numbers games run by the mafia used to have. Right. The numbers rackets, of course, were illegal, while state lotteries are promoted everywhere one can turn, even though they're inferior to what the criminals offered. However, until today, I didn't realize that maybe the real criminals reside in the lottery offices. This bit of news confirmed my lack of desire to purchase lottery tickets, although I've always been under the impression that while the odds are stacked against those who purchase tickets, nonetheless, there is at least a one on the left-hand side of the fraction, as in one in one million, as far as your chances. However, I now realize that in many cases, the proper number is actually zero, as in no mathematical chance whatsoever. According to news accounts, this is the situation in many states. And this is CNN's story that he cites here. When Scott Hoover bought a $5 scratch-off ticket in Virginia called Beginner's Luck last summer, he carefully studied the odds. Even though he figured his chances of winning were a long shot, he felt the odds were reasonable. Hoover, a business professor at Washington uh, in Lee University in Virginia, wasn't surprised when his tickets didn't bring him the $75,000 grand prize. But he was shocked. Shocked. To learn that the top prize had been awarded before he even bought the ticket. He said, I felt duped into buying these things. He discovered the Virginia State Lottery was continuing to sell tickets for games in which the top prizes were no longer available. Can you believe it? Public records showed that someone already had won the top prize one month before Hoover played. He's now suing the state of Virginia for breach of contract. According to Hoover's attorney, it's one thing to say it's a long shot to win the 75000 but it's another thing to say you have no shot to win it, which they weren't even saying. They were saying he had a chance to win. Right. Though, uh, well, they, they, there are other prizes. Uh, you know, they're going to make these argu- the arguments that there are other prizes. Um, yeah, but when you're advertising that the prize the is 75000 yeah. like when you're entering Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes, if you don't enter before, if you enter before the deadline, then you can win their prize. If you enter after the deadline, they're just not going to take your uh, your entry. But in this case of the state government, and, and we'll get to the state's <laughs> their explanation here in a moment. 
But when it comes to the state government, they don't have an obligation to do anything for you. So I don't even understand. I don't think that his lawsuit's going to get him anywhere. We'll see, though. Who knows? Uh, anyway, he's, uh, through a request file, filed under the Freedom of Information Act, Fishwick's firm was able to obtain records that show the Virginia State Lottery sold $85 million in tickets for which no top prize was available. Mm. Now, Fishwick says the state should pay $85 million in damages, though, again... You think that's going to happen? What are the chances? Yeah. Now imagine that a brokerage house on Wall Street was operating under a mutual, uh, this is back to the Rockwell article, operating a a mutual fund for which those who purchased the shares not only were receiving zero return, but also could not get their money back once they put it in. Furthermore, assume the operators of this fund were advertising that investors could receive fabulous returns far in excess of what they put in, even though they knew those returns didn't exist. It wouldn't take long for government agents to swoop in on that fund and leave the fund managers off in handcuffs to waiting patrol cars. There would be no let-up in the public and media condemnation of these scoundrels, and a federal jury would convict them, and a judge would have them sentenced to a few thousand years in federal prison. But what will happen in Virginia and the other states that have openly defrauded people that purchase lottery tickets? We'll find out here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call. If you make it right now at 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, again, you can shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Great place to get all the shopping done that you need to do and help support Free Talk Live at the same time because we get a percentage when you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And travel less and meet online. Try WebEx free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx today. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com. Enter promo code 600. Start your free trial of WebEx today. We continue with the story here about the state lotteries. This isn't just Virginia. Uh, According to LewRockwell.com's William Anderson, it's going on around the country where state lotteries are selling tickets to games where the prizes, the top prize, has already been Given. So, you know those uh, various different little scratch-off tickets that they've got when you yeah. go to the, the, the uh, convenience stores? And they, they say right there on the scratch-off ticket what the top prize usually is. Super jackpot, $100,000. Mm, or yet, whatever, yeah. Yeah, there are smaller prizes available, yes. But the advertised prize is seventy-five grand. In, this, in the case of the story we're talking about from CNN. Uh, and people are buying these tickets and they don't realize the prizes have already been given out. If any business was being run this way, they'd be subject to uh, criminal charges. They'd be shut down. That's the problem but with is the state the, running any business. Right. Is the state going to punish itself? According to, uh, according to Mr. Anderson, no. This, uh, here's a little bit more from the CNN story. Paula Otto is executive director of the Virginia State Lottery. She said the games are fair, and the top prize money is actually a small percentage of the money given out to lottery players. Most of the players win through the second, third, or fourth place. Uh, win the second, third, or fourth place prizes. She said. Otto said it's also no longer possible in the state of Virginia to purchase tickets with no top prizes available. She says. We absolutely have always been very open and honest with our players about the way our scratch tickets are distributed. Yes, there were times when there was a scratch game out there that might have said zero in terms of the number of top prizes, but our players knew that. 
Otto would not comment on the lawsuit, but she stands by the integrity of the games in Virginia and looks forward to vigorously defending them. Virginia isn't the only state to sell tickets that have no top prizes available. USA Today estimates that about half of the 42 states that have lotteries were, as of early July, continuing to sell tickets after the top prizes are claimed. You'd think that in a legitimate numbers running op- operation they would pull the tickets oh top prize has been claimed well we're going to have to pull our tickets because our competition is going to you know advertise that we're dishonest but in the case of the state lottos there's no competition so they can just keep selling the useless worthless tickets the yeah, tickets that you know it, it's absolutely the problem in this uh, you know people know that they don't like monopolies why in the world have we l- allowed governments to get into a monopoly situation with a uh, w- with lottery and i feel like uh, you, you know the unfortunately the people whose math is the worst is, are targeted the most on these things right yeah that's true people that are poor are the most likely people who are to play the state lottos it's essentially a tax on the voluntary tax on the poor people anyway lotter, uh, lottery officials from some states say the practice is fair because lesser prizes are still available and they say the tickets and the lottery websites make that clear in new jersey tickets for the $1 million explosion scratch-off game were still on sale last week, even though the million-dollar grand prize was already awarded. Lottery ticket buyers outside a New Jersey convenience store were stunned to hear that news. Oh, really? I didn't know that, said one shopper. Another added, that's just not right. Dominic DeMarco, spokes bureaucrat with the New Jersey Lottery, said information about winning tickets and prizes is readily available on the lottery website and at retail outlets. However, officials are still looking for ways to improve on their procedures. Still, Hoover hopes his lawsuit will alert lottery players in all states to be careful before they place their bets. You'd be better off not placing any bets with the state lotto, taking the money you'd normally spend on the lottery and putting it into a, you know, interest-bearing savings fund well, or money market. That much is true, but uh, what I've noticed in some places, you'll find uh, 50-50 raffles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, often the veterans will be doing them, you know, different uh, church organizations. If you're going to gamble, the way to gamble is to do one of these 50-50 things or do the, the bingo or something like that. These are set up. There's competition. You know, better you, can, you can win. It's obvious, uh, back to Anderson from LouRockle.com, it's obvious that the players who purchased zero return tickets didn't know about the fact they were buying a pig in a poke, despite what the lottery directors might say. And don't think for a second that knowledge of risk by purchases of fund shares... Uh, purchasers of fund shares would save the mutual fund directors from being convicted and imprisoned. Moreover, if players couldn't win or could win smaller prizes, the fact that an unwinnable grand prize was front and center in the advertising makes the sales fraudulent. So what is to be made of this situation? The government holds state lotteries and their leaders to a much different standard than it holds for people working in private businesses. No lotto spokes bureaucrat or director will receive a visit from a federal or state law enforcement agent. No prosecutor will seek indictments. Mm. No jury will convict and no judge will sentence. The next time someone is hauled out of a Wall Street office in handcuffs, as was the recent case uh, of some guys formerly of Bear Stearns, remember that federal authorities are making claims against them that they would never make against their own people, no matter how dishonest or egregious the behavior. In the case uh, that he mentions, prosecutors cherry-picked emails that they sent each other regarding concerns about the funds, conveniently leaving out the other emails that told a story that contradicts what the prosecution's claiming. One can bet there will be no public vilification of these crooked lotteries. The New York Times will not demand indictments, and federal prosecutors will oblige, uh, choosing to target others. Thus, the fraud will continue, blessed by the politicians, the prosecutors, and the judges.
I mean, after all, what's the judge have to gain from ruling against the state lottery? Nothing. <laughs> He'd have a bunch of angry lotto bureaucrats working to get him thrown out of office next time, most likely. People will certainly more um, more pull on the government than you or I have. You know, I, I I would hope that they will sanction the lotteries um, in these cases. But he, the point that he makes is still completely salient. Um, there's there, uh, the fact is, even if they award this eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, did you say um, was the, uh, the the amount eight point five million? I can't remember the amount that uh, of of tickets they sold after they knew the grand grand prize was gone. To? Well, I don't know. Uh, Just give it, a free lotto ticket out to everybody. I mean, because how are you going to know if somebody bought a lotto ticket? Well, they would, they would have to sign up for a class action suit, and the, the yeah. law, you know the person who wins that is the lawyer who runs a class action sure. suit. Um, but you know, I would I would hope that they they sanction the uh, the state for that. But then, you know, if the lottery has trouble in the state, who's who are they going to get money from? The taxpayers. The taxpayers. So yep. the taxpayers are still ending up uh, going after it, even if they took the eight hundred and fifty million or whatever the number was. I don't know, eight hundred fifty thousand, right. whatever. Even in the and vi- gave it to the St. Jude's Hospital. Right. You know, a fine organization, one I have given money to on uh, multiple occasions. Still. Then the taxpayers are forced to give, um, yep. you know, money to St. Jude's Hospital. And maybe they don't lark, like Armenians or something. I don't know. Not only are these state bureaucrats very unlikely to even face any trouble, but if they actually do face some trouble for this, it's never brought down personally upon them. And they themselves are never personally responsible for any sort of fines that must be paid or any uh, sort of judgments. As you say, the taxpayers foot those bills. So the bureaucrats themselves that are making these decisions to scam people are completely insulated from any sort of consequences for their actions. And that's the typical way things are when it comes to government bureaucracy. They're totally insulated from consequences, and they can get away with literally stealing money from people, being dishonest, and live to do it another day. Let's continue with your calls. You can bring up what you want. It is Vince in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Vince. Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I just wanted to talk about um, people dismissing police abuse by saying, oh, it's just a few bad apples. Yeah, no big just, deal. just a couple guys, that's all. Yeah, well, I want to know where are the people in private industry that are out there killing customers and robbing them and imprisoning them? Where, where are those bad apples? Yeah, well, you, where, are the, where are the Walmart bad apples that are uh, stealing things uh, from their customers in the parking lot and harming uh, the, the clients that they... <laughs> that they exactly, mean, like the same people that will, that will not... And I know people like this, they don't shop at Walmart because they say, oh, well, managers are you know, making employees work overtime without paying them time and a half or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're the same people that are falling all over themselves, Apologizing for a state and like killing innocent people, you know, confiscating homes, doing all these horrible, horrible things. It's, it's amazing, like, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, even imagine, I mean, what would happen if a Walmart manager killed a customer? I mean, would these people be oh, saying, man. oh, well, you know, Walmart, though, I mean, we need them. Right. It's just a bad apple <laughs> over at Walmart, no big deal. Great point. I mean, that story would blow up like crazy. I know you'd have people, you'd have people all over the country in front of like every Walmart right. holding signs. They'd boycott. They'd boycott Walmart, whereas nobody boycotts the state. They just keep paying. I mean, people boycotted, uh, what was it, Starkist Tuna because they were using 
dolphin unfriendly nets or something like that. Great right. Point. You know, and when you uh, point out that, uh, you know, Walmart, uh, you know, people would say something against Walmart like, oh, they're bad for the environment or something like that. Well, so are the governments. They're worse. the biggest polluters in the world. They're, they're worse. I mean, they're worse than the four top corporate polluters combined. Hey, great points tonight, Vince. Thank you for the call. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us right back here, same time, same place, tomorrow night. More Free Talk Live then and always online at freetalklive.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized a contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.